Hello, this is Ryan. And I'm Jillian. Welcome back to Kicking It with the Coopers. So, our family is pretty special because my grandma is one of 15 children, and we have obviously a pretty big family, and we also get together for every holidays and just stuff like that. So, we just think we're really special and that you'd like to hear some of our stories, um, the good and the bad, um, and we just hope you guys enjoy this podcast. All right, it is the 4th of July, we're at Uncle Chris's house, and I'm sitting here with Aunt Susie, Yay. who is the youngest Cooper, and... Um, they saved the best for last. They saved the best for last, is what she says, all right. So, tell me, um, we had Cooper camp out last week, and... Um, a lot of memories from that. What what previous memories do you have from Cooper Campout? Um, what do you have to say about Cooper Campout? Uh, I I remember well. There was a couple Cooper Campouts that stand out to me. Our first year when we got married, mm-hmm. um, we came down there in our tent. We real late at night on a Friday night, and our tent was already set up for us. And somebody had taken paper plates and just married on our tent and everything. Mm-hmm. That was really sweet. And then uh, same year, I had Sarah and Becca in a canoe with Tony and I, and we're canoeing down the river, and everybody did canoes back then. And Grandpa was in the, a canoe with Uncle Joe. Okay. And Grandpa and Uncle Joe, <laughs> we were, they were going right for a tree, and the tree was low, and so the canoe fit under there, but no person was going to fit. Yeah, So Uncle Joe, no, not us. Dad went first and and jumped out, fell out. Okay. And then Joe and then whoever else was in the thing with and I jumped, stood up and jumped out and kept trying to get to my dad, and I was pregnant, and every time I stood up, the water would get me knocked down, and I traumatized Beck and Sarah because they're both crying that I've got a baby and I'm trying to get to Grandpa. I didn't care about the baby. I'm just like wow. get to him because he's gonna drown. And because it was, it was just so much woods, and they were stuck under all that, and I just kept trying to get to them, and Beck and Sarah just, I killed their Cooper camp out in a, in a canoe for them. That was it. Wow. But, but he got out safely. He got out safely. And, and was that his last float trip? That was probably his last float trip. Okay. <laughs> I think I vaguely remember that one, too. Yeah. And then he would sit down by the river, yeah. you know, with his chair, but I think that was his last float trip. Yeah. That would have been in 89. Okay. 1989. 89. Long time so ago. So 30, 31 years ago. 31 years ago. 31 Brian years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Brian was in our wedding. I was. Um, other than that, we had Cooper campouts that were memorable. Like Jerry's first Cooper campout after Tim died was um, memorable. It was hard, but it was memorable. Yeah. And um, we all did a barbecue up at the... They provided our food after our float one okay. year, and we did that big old thing, and that was the year that Tim had passed. Okay. I remember Tim, before he passed, and like his last his last camping trip, I, I missed, and I regret it. Okay. But other than that, I don't know how many more Cooper campouts I got under my belt coming up, but I think I'm close to being done. <laughs> like no. your mom. Yeah. And I'm young. It's, it's, yeah. the, it's too rough. But yeah, it's a lot of work. It's it is. Work. It's a lot of work. For sure. Even when I stay in a hotel. Yeah. <laughs> so tell, tell me about some of the memories that you have of your parents. 
like just some of the stuff that that sticks out that you think other people would be interested in in hearing Hmm. I have very different parents than all my other brothers and sisters Mm -hmm. Um, I never got a curfew I never I rarely got in trouble Um, I remember getting busted for smoking cigarettes on the um, train tracks with Jeff McConnell and Becky Zears, some neighbors. And I was told I had to tell my mom and dad. And so I went home and I was scared to death and I told my mom and she said, okay, don't do it again. And everybody else was grounded and Becky had to eat a cigarette and she (laughs) thought it was unfair. And I think mom and dad were just done. You know what I mean? It's like, it's been done, they've seen it, they don't care, it's not gonna continue, you know. Um, but I didn't have a, a rough, I don't think my dad and my mom were very strict. Um, I don't think, I think I was mostly raised by my brothers and sisters. Mostly my brothers, they spoiled me rotten. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom and dad, I don't want to be negative. My dad went to one one of my volleyball games, complained about how bad we were the whole way, and I never played sports again. Oh. Hmm. But he did all kinds of sports with all the other kids. It was, I just had my brothers that did that stuff with mm-hmm. me, so it's not a bad thing. Grandma and Grandpa were wonderful to me. Um, dad loved Tony, loved to re- talk to Tony about books that they read. Um, Grandma was always there for me. She's the first person I told I was pregnant, other than Tony, Mm -hmm. and I remember that morning, she woke me up, 9 o'clock, get up, or 8 o'clock, you gotta go to work, I'm pregnant, no you're not, I'm pregnant, no you're not, I'm pregnant, (laughs) no you're not, I'm like, mom, no matter how many times she told me, no I'm not, I'm gonna tell you, yes I am, (laughs) so that went well, and then there's a story when I told grandpa that I was pregnant, I picked a nice quiet night to tell him, and Tony and I went in to tell him, and he was in listening to music in the living room and grandma was in the grandma was in the ki- uh, in the family room laying on the couch and so I went in to tell him and Tony was with me and I said and she dad didn't be there. She, didn't she didn't want to be there when you told her. no mom didn't want to be there whenever I told her oh okay absolutely not okay and so I went in and I said dad I'm pregnant and Tony and I are going to get married and we're going to be happy and he said bullshit and so when he said bullshit, I bolted because my dad never cussed my entire life. Wow. That but I heard. Did you ever, ever hear your dad cuss. say any more than damn or hell? I remember when mom said shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's Steven. <laughs> I remember when Steven, well, so when my dad said bullshit, I bolted and I left Tony there <laughs> with oh, dad. Wow. I ran back to my bedroom and I closed the door and I clicked it locked. And I stayed in my room, and he heard it click, and he's like, "Mm, not so bad. He's taking it well. But I'm like, I never, ever heard my dad cuss, and he said, damn or hell, and he had to be really hurt to say damn or hell. Okay. Like a hammer in the hand. Damn! Type of thing. And then, of course, then Philip Philip comes in with his kids. Every time Dad and Grandpa had to put kids' bikes together for Christmas. Damn and hell? Oh, really? (laughs) So I'm going to repeat that because I don't know if the microphone got that. Uh, Steve said every time that that Grandpa had to put put together the kids' bikes on Christmas Eve, he was cussing like a sailor. 
That's funny. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> that is hilarious. And um, mom, mom, first time, my mom, first time I ever heard of cuss was when I got my driver's license, I came back and showed him that my name was wrong on my birth certificate. Wow. They didn't okay. spell his name right. Wow. So it's I don't know if that one came through on the audio, but Steve also said that the first time he heard his mom cuss was when he went to get his driver's license and they found out that his name was spelled incorrectly on his birth certificate. So his name is still spelled incorrectly. Yeah, it's spelled S-T-E-V-E-N, and it was supposed to be P-H-E-N. Mm-hmm. Okay. And now Maria's little Stephen is spelled correctly. Okay. They fixed it. They fixed it for the next generation. They fixed it. But no, um, Philip came in that night and had his kids there. And then Tom and Diane stopped by with their kids. And I'm like... All the kids started just coming. Yes, they were just falling out of the woodwork. And I'm like, can't anybody stay away and just let them think, okay, one more grandchildren is not going to be too bad. Yeah. (laughs) But no, they all come over for a visit and they all came. But... um, then let me see. There was something else that did anybody tell you about Christmas yet? About no, I haven't about, heard any stories about, about Christmas. Christmas. I didn't know this until after Grandma and Grandpa were gone. Um, that Mom would buy each of us one outfit and one toy, and that was all she bought for Christmas. It's all she paid for mm-hmm. for each kid down the line. Now, if you ever seen our pictures from Christmas, them rooms were packed with stuff like you wouldn't believe. And I found out after he was gone that Sticks, Baron Fuller, which was... His work. His work, which was a department store at the time, um, would donate any of their return gifts, or the exchanges, like something broke, and they brought it back, mm-hmm. and they gave him something else and replaced it, and the broken toy stayed there. And then they'd make a list of it, and they'd get credit from the manufacturer. And so they would destroy the toys or do whatever. And so my dad got to take all those toys home that were broken, and they would give him any of the display models at Sticks, Bear, and Fuller, and that was what our Christmas presents were the next morning. And so literally he would stay up Christmas Eve night where Uncle Stephen said that he'd fix all that stuff. Yeah. I never realized he spent all night that night because he, he got toys. it all Christmas Eve night and he would spend huh. Christmas Eve night before we would wake up in the morning and sometimes apparently he'd just get in the bed as we're getting up and we would get, I'd get five more minutes, five more minutes and we'd just chomp at the bits because we had to wait on the steps. We couldn't go down and into the living room and the double doors. But yeah, he literally played Santa Claus pretty much every year, fixing all those toys for us. Did you know that? I did not know that either. That's yeah. cool. That is neat. I didn't find that out until after they were both gone. Wow. I really think Sticks Baron Fuller thought very, very highly of him. I agree. Um, we have publications, company publications and stuff. Yeah, where there's pictures of all the kids. Oh, cool. Um, you didn't know that? Mm-mm. Oh, shoot. I might have seen him when I was a kid, but... Yeah, there's a picture with Grandpa sitting on the steps with all the kids, and he's wearing a crown. That, okay. That all came from Dillard's. Um, they brought a photographer out to do a Father's Day shoot. And okay. They did that for him, and then they also did um, a photo shoot for Mike and Philip, I think, that had um, total blood transfusions. Um, their blood was incompatible. Hmm. And so they had to have complete blood transfusions. Now they give a RH factor shot to moms that, so that the next baby 
doesn't develop that issue. It's an hmm. issue that happens when you have a negative and a positive. I'd have to figure it all out. But huh. anyway, they are RH factor babies. We I think we have three. I think we have Mike, Joseph, and Philip. I think we're all okay. RH factor babies. Huh. We all had to have complete blood transfusions when they were born. And so they did a um, a uh, their newsletter, their company newsletter. They were on the front cover of that um, for their when they did a blood donation draw. Or okay. Blood drive. Like a drive. A blood drive. Okay. Yeah, a blood drive. Yeah. Wow. That was neat. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I you know um, as I get older and I think about it, I did. I don't. <sighs> I'm just recently realizing and coming to terms with the fact that I didn't spend a lot of my time at home and I didn't realize that I didn't. Um, you know, I spent the school years there, but like during the summer and, and winter breaks, I go out to Pam and Steve's Okay. and I was always out in Warrington and then, or, or I'd be at Mary Kay's babysitting or at Jerry's babysitting or Mike and Pat's. I spent a lot of time at Mike and Pat's babysitting and, um, and like I'd stay a week or whatever during the summer okay. and babysit whoever. And then um, when Uncle Tim got sick, I moved in with Jerry and and um, stayed there. And that was when I was in high school. And I stayed there the summer that he had his bone marrow transplant so that we could make life as normal for Sarah, Tim, and Jerry as we could. Okay. So between Mrs. Cameron, me, and her sisters, we all... Made sure the kids went to school and stuff and had a normal life while um, Uncle Tim was in the hospital for those six to seven weeks. Okay. Um, And so it's just dawning on me now how, you know, as I'm getting older, I'm reflecting back and and realizing, you know, I used to think I spent every every summer day, and I didn't. I spent a lot of time away, and I didn't realize it. Yeah. You know, I have a lot of great, fun memories of growing up in Ferguson and stuff, but Uh that's it. Next question. You did have, um, you ought to, you ought to tell about the, uh, telegram announcing you were born. Mm. Yeah, I can say that. Um, when I was born, my dad wasn't there. Mm-hmm. He was in Ireland and, um, he was on a buying trip. Um, he bought lin- linens and bedding for Sticks Baron Fuller. He was their buyer that decided what would be sold in all the St. Louis Sticks Baron Fuller stores. Um, so he would go to Paris and France and Holland and all different places and pick out different bedding and, and towels and stuff like that. Well, mm-hmm. um, the year I was born, Uncle Paul took Mom to the hospital to have me, and Uncle Paul's the one that brought me home. And my dad was in Ireland, and Mom got a, a phone call, not a telegram, a phone call, and it was from um, Hollywood. And they all thought mom knew somebody, some <laughs> real big person in Hollywood. Huh. And they're like, oh, somebody's calling from Hollywood. And it was it was my dad, and he was calling to tell her congratulations for having me. From, hmm. I, from, from Hollywood, Hollywood, Ireland. Hollywood, Ireland. <laughs> Hollywood, Ireland. And, she has and the I have his passport. passport with a stamp oh, on my cool. birthday when he went through Ireland. So wow. I think that's cool. That is neat. That is neat. Um, let's see what else is here. Well, tell me about family vacations. I guess by, by the time you were probably the age to remember them, not everybody probably went um, on the family vacations. But uh, tell me your your memories of, 
of family vacations. Uh, Tony's trying to um, mimic what I should tell you, and I just finally figured it out. Um, my family vacations as a little kid, I don't remember much, except that we all fit in that station wagon, and I was on Grandma's lap. Mm -hmm. and Robbie was in the middle and mom and dad in the station wagon. <laughs> that and was just the front seat. That's the front seat. <laughs> and then you had the back seat. I don't know how many were in there. And then they got this foam mattress that they <coughs> sewed two blankets and put in the tailgate or in the back part of the, um, the station, station wagon. wagon. And everybody laid foot to, foot to head, foot to head, foot to head. <laughs> and mom said that she used to have one basket or one suitcase totally filled with cloth diapers. Ugh. Wow. Still talking? Uh, yeah, I'm still talking. <laughs> um, that was Mike. Um, but yeah, cloth diapers. Yeah, imagine, imagine having to that. take a long vacation to Arizona with cloth diapers. Yeah. Disgusting. And you're bringing the dirty ones with you. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So last time I went on a big family vacation was when I was in 1986. So we went to Arizona. It was just dad, mom, myself. Did I say my mom? Yeah. <laughs> dad and me. And we went out for grandma and grandpa Fecti's special anniversary. I think it was like their 62nd or something like that. I don't remember. Um, but we went out there and it was my senior year and I got to skip a week or two of school and we drove out there and Dad and Uncle Art decided to go. We had to go to Grand Canyon again. And so we went to the Grand Canyon, and Dad would kept taking pictures of me. Scoot back. Scoot back more. Get over this get over this rail. And I did this all day. I'm like, Dad, if I step back one more step, I'm going to be gone. <laughs> and all day he kept doing it to me. Back a little further. Back a little further. That was what Tony was motioning to me. Uh -huh. Back a little bit further. And uh, we get to this rest stop that we always would go to on the way back from that, and there's like a tower. And so he made me go up at the top of the tower of the rest, rest stop, and he's taking pictures, and he goes, wait, I'm out of film. He opens up the freaking camera, and he has no film in the camera. From the whole day? From the whole day. <laughs> Scoot back a little further. He didn't even have photo evidence of me almost dying in the Grand Canyon. <laughs> wow. And he's like, oops, sorry. And I'm like, damn, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> he had a good laugh. Him and Uncle Art cracked up. Wow. That was cute. Yeah. But, and I remember going to Disney with Dad. And Disney is my special place, and that's what I think of Dad. That is my dad. Most of my memories are about my mom every day, every day, every day. I wish she was here. I wish I could call her. I wish I could talk to her. But I walk into Disney, and that's Dad. And you think of your dad. 100%. Wow. That's cool. Yeah, Mom didn't like those trips, but Dad liked them. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's so, cool. So that's my dad. My dad moment is whenever I go there. Huh. How did they manage Disney? Yeah, Mom how in the world do you take that many? we matching clothes. We didn't. I saw pictures. We didn't wear matching clothes. She said that she put everybody in the same color, and I look at videos. They weren't. Hmm. We ran around. We did. We just figured it out. Yeah. Yeah, I remember um, at the end of one night, somebody came back and still had an e-ticket left, and I, I think it was an e-ticket for It's a Small World. And I asked if I could go on It's a Small World one more time because it was the year it opened it in... In Florida, so we were in Florida, not in California. So 71. Yeah. And I asked her if I could go, and I left on my own, and I ran over. They were at the front of the park. I ran over to It's a Small World. I rode the ride myself. I came back, found them all, huh. and it was no big deal, and now you wouldn't do that. No. At all. And no, now nowadays no, you probably get arrested for doing that. And now there's no tickets. But our cousins sure love um, Uncle Bill. 
Uncle Bill was the best thing since sliced bread when you go out to Arizona because he would, when we would go to Disney, Dad would buy a bunch of e-ticket books and extra books for other kids so that they could all go to Disney. Oh, okay. And, and, and he'd give them to your cousins. Yes, he'd give them to the cousins so they all love them. That wasn't <laughs> all just California and Arizona either, your St. Louis cousins. My St. Louis cousins, yeah, but then he was more like their grandfather, okay. the St. Louis cousins. But that's what we noticed when we went to the Muni um, one year we came to the we went to the Muni Tony and I and um, we ran into Lori and I think Barb and they were doing the Muni free seats all the time uh-huh. and they said that it's my dad that got them into the Muni huh. because he would get free tickets from Dillard's all the time and he would take them okay and he's take he had taken me took Chris Chris says he saw King and I down there at the Muni I remember going to see Oklahoma with them and Music Man with him and Mom. Um, but all kinds of different people went, but to hear that Artie, or that, um, Lori Burner and Barb Burner go every year because my dad took Yeah, them. that's pretty it's cool. It's kind of neat that they and still keep Chris, that tradition. Yeah, now Chris goes Chris every year with us. Chris is a season pass holder. And huh. season but it's neat to hear that. Yeah, that, that got other people into mm-hmm. it. Yeah. That is neat. So w- tell me some of the pros and cons of being part of such a big family. Well, I was the baby, so I got all the pros, I yeah. think. I think. Yeah, I guess you didn't have to share anything with... I, I, well, I did. I had to share with Rebecca. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did. So it wasn't like that. Because like, like, Rebecca's more like a younger sister because she mm-hmm. was there all the time. So I had to share with Rebecca. Sure. And, yeah, she lived right next door. So Becca's your sister. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to And we lived next that. door to that she house until door, I was yep. five or six, I guess. And I still tell the story about having a Barbie doll, and I got it for my birthday. And that's all we would get is one toy and one outfit. And I went to eat dinner, and Beck didn't want to eat lasagna, and so she wanted to play with my Barbie, and I said no, and Mom said yes. So she played with my Barbie, and she brought her into the table, and I had a Barbie with one leg. Uh-oh. Becca had broken the leg off my Barbie, and I gave it to Tom and tried to fix it, and he couldn't fix it. Nobody could fix oh, it. Oh, no. That's what I got. It was a broken Barbie that year. <laughs> Thanks, Becca. So there's one of your cons of being there's a con. part of being such a large family. But um, pros were I went, I went everywhere with everybody, and um, I got close with everybody. Um, she was taking on many dates. Yes. Oh, really? Apparently, okay. I was a date magnet, I guess. I don't huh. know. Like, maybe they could go out only if they took me. They were me. supposed to I watch you? Yeah. yeah, maybe something like that. Huh. But I went out with um, Uncle Mike on dates. Uncle Tim. Um, here, let me first tell you about Uncle Steve, because he forgot to say this, and he told me he wanted me to say it. Um, I was probably six or seven, and we were going to, I don't know, a drugstore. I have no idea where we were going. He was driving his car. And I had the window rolled down, and I've got my arms on the window, and I'm looking out the window, and we're going down, I want to say it was West Clay in Ferguson, and we were right by the Presbyterian Church, and he made a left-hand turn, and my door went open, and I was hanging on the door. I was swinging on the door, Holy holding cow. on for dear life, and Stephen's trying to get me back in. He's like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I remember that like it was yesterday, wow. and I I can't remember a lot of things, but man, I remember swinging back and forth on that door, and he's saying, "Hold on, hold on," until <laughs> wow. he could get it in gear and come and get me, and it was the scariest thing in my life. But it's funny now when you think yeah. about it. But 
Um, there's that. And then, mm, Tim. Tim. Um, Tim used to call. He was like a, he's like the biggest kid ever. He would call, and I would be at home in Ferguson. And, and he'd call, and he'd say, you're not going to have school tomorrow. And I'm like, we're probably going to have school tomorrow. No, you're not going to have school tomorrow. I'm coming over. And he would come over, and Robbie and me would get our bread bags. We'd get bread bags, and we'd put them on under our, <laughs> our, over our socks and in our shoes. Yeah. And we would go down to vote school, and we would all go sledding. But Uncle Tim would take us really late at night. Hmm. And, you know, other than that, we'd go during the day, and we would sled. But Tim would come get Robbie and I, and we'd go, we'd go sledding. And so Sarah and Tim... You know, because he was already, I know he already had Sarah, so he'd bring Sarah over and leave her with Mom, and we'd okay. go sledding. And it was not a thought that Mom wouldn't watch Sarah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just, he brought him over, and he happens. just left him. Yeah. Huh. And um, then when we moved to Florida, and he still did the same thing. He would call me at night, uh-huh. and he'd go, you're not going to have school tomorrow. And I'm like, Tim, we're going to have school tomorrow. They have school all the time. No, you're not going to have school tomorrow. Let's go sledding. And so he'd drive over to Florissant. And uh-huh. Robbie and I would go up to Killer Hill there across yeah. from Florissant from Civic the Center. Civic Center yeah. And we would sled down that hill. And huh. he's like the biggest kid ever. And he was always right. We didn't have school. I was going to ask you that. <laughs> yeah, but, got it correct. But, you know, it's like, oh, we're out so late. And huh. it always seemed like it wasn't late at all because it was so light. With, yeah. You know, whenever it snows. I love the snow still. To this day, that is my... Does it remind you of Tim? or It does. Okay. Well, the first snow always reminds me of Tim because of that. Uh-huh. Always. You know, a, a white Christmas is mom, but the first snow is always Uncle Tim because he would always be the one saying, let's go, you know. And and so that is just... And with Robbie and I, you know. And so that's like a special thing. He had already... They had started dating when I was two, and they got married when I was five. Okay. So, you know... He had already moved out and on with life, but he still made sure that he was very much a part of Robbie in our lives. That's cool. And um, our mind. Mm -hmm. You know, he hated Rick, my ex, and he had good reason, but I didn't see it. And eventually, he liked Tony. He met Tony once. Mm -hmm. He met Tony. Eh, You were at the hospital, too, when he was sick. Three times. Yeah. Three times, okay. (laughs) But he liked Tony. Um, But... Just the, yeah, the snow reminds me of Uncle Tim. Hmm. Um, he just was fun. He was fun. Yeah. <laughs> he was fun. Yeah, I don't have that many memories of, of Uncle Tim, but I do remember him just driving me and Timmy and maybe Billy around in his truck, and I think he always drank Dr. Pepper. Mm-hmm, 100%. And he would drink the fountain drink Dr. Pepper and stop at the gas station and buy it. And he would take the kids everywhere. He just was a kid. He mm-hmm. really was a big kid. Yeah. And um, he, um, he, the, there was one visit I was going out to Warrington, so it had to been like Memorial Day weekend. We were at Uncle Joe's, and Uncle Tim kept kissing me and Robbie and hugging on us and giving us major hugs and love. And all the way home, Aunt Pam is like, what, why did he do that? Happy Fourth. Um, why? You know, why did he... It's okay. <laughs> um, I lost my train of thought. Uh, he was loving on you and Chris. Oh, on Robbie. Robbie and you I. And, and, Robbie. Pam and Pam and I are on the way home. Are, I'm driving with Pam and Steve in their car. And 
why, why was he hugging on you? Does he hug on you all the time? Does he give you that much? You know, and I'm like, I don't know. And he was kind of drunk and was he drunk? And I'm like, well, maybe he's a lovey drunk. I didn't think anything of it. Well, the next day he had went for his, um, his biopsy and found out that he had cancer. Oh. And, and so that's why he was all lovey and huggy and, you know, but he was, he just wasn't like huggy and lovey before. Um, I believe him being sick changed our whole family dynamic, but somebody disagrees with me and that's okay. But I believe that him being sick changed everything for all of us. Hmm. You know, I think that we became more of a, a family focused family. Closer you know what family. I mean? Yeah. Hugs, goodbye, and I love yous, and okay. not letting those things, you know, not happen. We yeah. made sure that they happened because we lost him. So. Okay. And, you know, we've been very, very lucky in all these years that we've, you know, not lost too many. Yeah. And we've been lucky. But um, I don't know. That's about it on Tim. I can't. Okay. Um, I do know that there's some story that you'll have to ask Thomas about getting caught in a um, cooler. Okay. You got to make sure you find out that one. We'll have to ask you about. You have to the write the note. <laughs> write the cooler. Ask yeah. the cooler question. Those cooler lids were used to be heavy. <laughs> They're not anymore. What what family member do you think is most like you and why? Not Robbie. Not Robbie. All right. Well, he said he's one of a kind. He's one of a kind? Yeah. I'm kind of one of a kind, too. I think so, too. I'm a chip off a no block. <laughs> um, I'm the most pushy. I'm the loudest. I'm the noisiest. So I don't know. I don't really think that there's anybody that's yeah, like me. Yeah, I don't me. think there's anyone just like you. I'm that's destroying right. this. I'm very opinionated. Um, yeah, I don't think that there's anybody like me. I think that I'm the one that's the mouth. Um, I'm also the one that comes with bad news, which sucks. Yeah. Um, it got me upset last week when we were at, um, I don't know. Cooper Camp Out. Yeah. Sorry, Andrew. I just feel like I'm there for the... I am there for the good moments, but I'm really there for the bad moments. Yeah. And so, and I kind of hate that about me, but I think that's just me. I think it is too. So, I, you know, Timmy hated me growing up. He hated me. And, um, little Timmy. Little Timmy hated me growing up because mm-hmm. I was the replacement for dad. Mm. So, he didn't like Mrs. Cameron. He didn't like me. And, you know, and it's because we were there while he was sick. And yeah. I feel bad every time I see Joe and Andrew because I was there when Brenda found out that she wasn't going to make it more than three weeks. Yeah. And so, sorry. That's all right. And I'm sorry, Andrew. Andrew's sitting right next to me, and he's doing good. But um, so my personality, I guess, I am not. My mom was more of a person that would cover things up. Uh-huh. And everything had to look good on the outside. Okay. I am the type of person that I want the roots gone. You're more like, want, let's just get it out. And let's get it out. Don't keep it a secret. Weeds. I pull weeds. Yeah, because it's. I think that people are better to be informed. I'm sorry, Andrew. Um, I think better people are better off being informed than... And learning. Than, yeah, then... Yeah, or maybe finding out find after out. the fact and being angry that no one told them right, about it. Right, right, right. Exactly, 100%. And so, like, you know, um, 
Yeah, and you're always the one. If somebody has some news that needs to get out. Yeah. I promised my mom I'd be the glue. Yeah, well, and I think I made you're, a promise you're holding when she up was, yeah. pretty good on that. It's hard, though. I'm passing the torch. You are, huh? Yeah, I've passed it. Kelsey's got it, but I say that... Um, Kelsey, Becca, and Sarah, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. I say Becca is Susan point two. Yeah. Sarah is Susan point three. Liz is Susan point four. <laughs> and Kelsey is Susan point five, and she's the worst addition. <laughs> because she's got more of me. They just have my traits. Yeah. Kelsey's got me. Yeah. 100% me. But yeah. yeah, being bossy and, you know, I know that I'm not the most, it feels it feels like I'm like the most hated aunt because I tell people, you know, including you. Yeah. <laughs> I made you mad. I definitely don't hate you, though. No, but you were mad at me at one time. <laughs> I'm sure I'll be mad at you again at some point. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. If I go into that detail, you don't want me to go into it. I don't it, even know what you're talking about. You, you don't? can go into it if you want to. Okay. Well, Probably then. about me being a father at such a no, young age. No, not at all. Farm. Not at all. Oh, you yes. You stole okay, something yeah, from a famous and Let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? No, I had. I remember that. I so, I made a mistake, and I, a mistake that I never made again in my whole 100%, life. 100%, and that's why I want and to make sure. And that's why, yeah, it. because... You and my sister made me tell my mom about it. Oh, your sister was so mad that I made you tell your mom. Yeah. I and See, and I the way I remember it was that she told me to tell her. No. So. Oh, no. She called me, yelling at me. <laughs> so I probably was mad at you back then, but I don't even remember Yeah, you were now. mad at me. You didn't talk to me for a while. Becca said, no, I'm not uh, mad at you at all. I'm glad that you did that because if I hadn't told her, I probably would have done it again. That's and, what, yeah, that's what yeah. my worry was, that if... if if you told your mom, it wouldn't happen again. It's just like me smoking the cigarettes. It didn't happen again. Yeah. Well, I guess it did older, as I was older. But you know yeah. what I'm saying? As a yeah. kid, I didn't do it because I had to tell my mom. Yeah, you don't you want know? to upset your parents. Right. And it's the truth. And and Rebecca called me and said, you don't want to. You can't. You, you can't. can't, right? It's the only good child that she's got. <laughs> and, you're gonna, and I'm like, she's going to be fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she really didn't care. Yeah. It you know, it wasn't like you, yeah, it wasn't like you got in big trouble. It's but like don't we, do it again. But we do say that, you know, Susan we don't know what it is because everybody has this belief that she is the one that's gonna give you the facts hard and straight and, and not pull punches, but everybody still gravitates towards her. Yeah. In other words, they don't hate me after I say what I think. Yeah. I think deep down everybody knows it needs to get out, you know. Yeah. No, they and, don't. Uh, <laughs> no, you're not everybody. But. but it's okay. I mean, that's just who I am. That's my personality, and I don't know. If you ask me who I'm most like, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but Uncle Chris. Okay. And I'm just now realizing that. Huh. Okay. Uh, I, I realized that after I with them in Florida for a week mm -hmm. there's some things he does that I'm like going oh shit that's me you're like I do that and I don't <laughs> like that but hey it is it is what it is you know I'm kind of a control freak a little bit but I didn't realize I'm a control freak because uh -huh. I know he is a big control freak yeah and he's just a type A but I can have things messy and it'll be okay mm -hmm. you know it won't kill me but I would like it to be straight and then clean yeah. up too <laughs> but that's about the most I would say I'm not like anybody else so. yeah Next question. Next question. All right. Next question. So what? Um, 
your your line of career. How did you uh, how did you get into that? Did somebody in in the family inspire you to to go that route? Or? Oh sure, yes. My line of career was I worked at Walgreens for ten years. Ten years. I think I worked at Walgreens for ten years. I got a job right. My first job was Mrs. Winters. My second job was Hardee's. I think I worked at Dolgen's in there someplace, which was like a service merchandise type of store, or like mm -hmm. an Ikea type of store now. Um, then uh, I worked at Walgreens for 10 years. I became head of cosmetics. Big thing back then, whenever there wasn't a Walmart and all kinds of stores that you could go to. Mm -hmm. um, and then after I had Kevin and Kelsey, Kelsey was probably about three weeks old and we decided I need to go back to school. And I went for nursing because I wanted a job. I, I joked because I can't have conversations with my sisters at dinner. So I, I joked that I had to become a nurse so I could have conversations with my sisters. Okay. And um, became a nurse and I think that Jill, your mom pinned me and Lisa pinned me for my graduation from nursing school, and yes, they were 100% the reason I went into my career. And then I worked real telemetry for about seven years and took care of people that were like grandma and grandpa day in, day out, Okay. and decided I needed to get a change. Um, Kate and Kyron were born, and they were in the NICU at MOBAP, and one was at Children's. And I watched them nurses come in happy, enjoy their day, and leave happy, and I'm like, oh, this is hmm. something I need to do. Okay. And so I switched to labor and delivery, and I think I found my home. Okay. And I worked there until 2009 when I went out on disability for my rheumatoid arthritis. Okay. And that's where I sit now, 10 years out of work. Gotcha. Still a nurse, but kind of not. Okay. Cool. And yes, very much sisters influenced me. Pretty much Jill because she was able to... Um, no, raise a family... I don't want to say alone. Yeah. Like, but financially, In many ways, be, yep. yeah, financially be okay. Yeah. You know, she showed me that, you know, oh my God, if you went to my high school, and it's crazy that in five years later, things had changed. But in high school, when I went to high school, I had to take typing with like typing one with like, it was a mandatory class that we all had to take. And we were in a room that was filled with old-fashioned typewriters, the ones that you zing. Yeah, you and they put go, the paper yeah. in. And, and then my choices of class to go to school and continue my education through high school was either you go for sciences to become a nurse or a doctor, or you go to business to become a secretary. Mm -hmm. And that was it. So those were my two options okay. i didn't want i didn't want the science route i wasn't good at science uh -huh. and so i went business and so i took typing one typing two typing three then i did a business model where i was like in an office i went into a classroom that's like an office we learned dictaphone shorthand shorthand one shorthand two shorthand three all of those things are gone now yeah. so my whole high school education wow. didn't prepare you for didn't anything. prepare me for anything yeah <laughs> because the whole workforce totally changed after that wow and i remember we even had somebody come to the school and talk to us how we were supposed to dress as women in business and what kind of clothes to buy and stuff like that hmm. times have changed it yeah. wouldn't happen now yeah for sure <laughs>
and that nuts. Yeah. And I was in one of my senior year. I was in the one of the very first classes that had a computer at our high school at McLaurin North. Wow. So times have changed. Yeah, they have. Um, do you know? Do you know how your parents met? No. No. Who told you? My mother. What does she say how they met? Well, Grandpa worked at Sticks Baron Fuller downtown. Yeah. And I think I'd have to listen back because I don't remember the exact story, but I think that maybe Grandma worked at that same building or something. Maybe. That's where that's May where company. they met for sure. I don't remember the full. Did she tell you how they dynamic. got eloped? How they eloped? No. And we didn't know. She didn't tell you that. Maybe somebody did. They let's, eloped. I didn't find it. this out until after they were gone too. Um. I still, to this day, don't know their wedding anniversary, what's the real one and what's one. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, think about it. Um, my mom my mom was alive when she told us this. My dad was not. My mom said that she and dad decided, mom, mom's parents were moving to Arizona. Aunt Grandma and, Aunt Grandma, Grandma and Grandpa Fecty were going to move to Arizona with their kids. Grandpa mm-hmm. had really bad allergies, and that was where he was told to move. And, um... So they were moving to Arizona, and Grandpa was supposed to get a promotion at work and move to New York. And so they got married, and then he didn't get his promotion. Ah. And so Mom never told Grandma and Grandpa and moved to Arizona with her parents. She was too afraid to tell her parents that she got married. And apparently about halfway there... She got up the nerve and told Grandpa, and Grandpa <laughs> called your Grandpa. So Grandpa Fecty called Grandpa Cooper uh-huh. and said, "Come get her. She, you, you married her. You got to come." Take care of and her. so, like, if you hear heard my dad talking, his first trip out to Arizona, he was he went with a friend, okay, because he had to go pick up mom and bring her back home. Wow. And that's and that's they eloped. Huh. So I don't know if me if. May 20th was their actual wedding anniversary that they eloped, hmm. or if it was their first church. You know what I mean? Okay. You wonder if the year, I don't know. I just don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. And and Melissa and I got married on May 20th, May 20th because yeah. that was their wedding anniversary. Their anniversary, and we thought it would be cool to share that. Yeah, it's, it know. is cool. We don't but, know if that's the right one or not. Well, I'm sure it's the right one. I mean, I just don't know. It's one of them. If the yeah, if it's the elopement <laughs> or if it's the marriage the actual, that they finally like, got in the church. Yeah. Okay. Huh. So I'm sure it's the actual marriage. Wow. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. I, and there wasn't a Paul before. It was they were going to move to New York. I think they thought that their their life was going to change. And, wow. Yeah. Huh. And so he just got promoted at, at downtown. He had a he had an office. I remember going there. Um, you go down to downtown Dillard's, mm-hmm. and it was weird. You went all the way up to the very top floor, and then you went back into this room, and then there's like you got up these steps, and then you go in there's office and papers everywhere and hmm. linen everywhere and stuff like that. But he had all pictures all up everywhere. It was neat. Huh. So for the purpose of this, you keep saying. Sticks, Bear, and Fuller, and then you keep saying Dillard's. Oh, Sticks, Bear, yeah, and Fuller. Yeah, they're the same company. Became, they got bought. Became Dillard's when my dad retired. He retired from Dillard's. Okay. And got it. Yeah, but Sticks, Bear, and Fuller was the name of the company that was That he started with, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next question. Um, He's saying I'm talking too much. Okay. Last question I have. <laughs> and you might, you might know this one. 
Um, so between you and your siblings and your children mm-hmm. and then that generation's children, so like me, you know, your generation, my generation, my kids, mm-hmm. how many are there? Oh, no. I did look at this not too long ago. Here, let me I look at this. I figured out. It was either like 141 or 143 or something like that. I was thinking 93. Do you know? I don't know. Ah. We're going to have to figure out who, you know. I'm asking everybody this question. Somebody's going to be closest. Grandpa used to say that he would be happy to stop. He wanted 30 grandchildren, and he would be fine. And there's 40-something, right? There's definitely more than, well, let's think. Kevin was number 29. trying to think who was... After Kevin, so then we know Joey, we know Jess. No, Jess is older than Kevin. Wait, yeah, she is September. Kevin was in November. So um, let me think. If we go from the youngest, there's Randy, there's Robbie, there's Elise, Kelsey. Elise, Kelsey. Yeah, you probably are at 42. Little Lisa. I want to say 93. 93 is that's your guess? What I, that's All my right. guess. Yeah, and uh, I was going to go look in. Well, you can you can look after and verify. Yeah. That way I know. Oh, I put everybody's name in here, but I don't know if I wrote everybody's. Any other uh, stories or comments before we end I think today? I- I think I'm good. I think I gave you a lot. You gave me a lot. This is the longest interview. And oh, of thank you for is. thank you for toughing it out. We did it. Woo! We did it.